2020, by the way, everyone. And um, yeah, Simon and I thought we'd just get together, hang out for a bit. Just gonna tell everyone about my new my new pets. I got uh, uh, thrust into the world of fish keeping. My my stupid sketchy neighbor left these two beautiful like large koi fish uh, outside of his ultimately outside my apartment um, when he moved out and uh, I was like <laughs> like found myself in this situation where I'm like I'm like I don't want fish but like, I felt <laughs> so bad for these fish that are out there in like two inches of like filthy water and like they're left in the hallway for like two days or something. and he's not exaggerating I saw the pictures yeah so anyways um now I like I've, I I thought I was like oh it can't be that bad right you feed them <laughs> change the water once in a while it's like no they're it's a whole and like and like I'm like I like pets like I like taking care of dogs and cats or whatever yeah. like I don't yeah it's not uh, a major pain in, in the butt but like these like it's a whole other world they're living underwater so it's the whole um, cycle of nutrients and it's like it's a whole complex thing you have to understand how to like you know cycle the bacteria you know, leave it to like, you to, to make to make taking care of fish that complicated no, well understanding an ecosystem <laughs> I gotta no, make sure it, is, it, it, really, it really is because the, <laughs> these are giant fish they're too big for this tank like they're, they, koi, they're, they're two koi fish right two koi fish and yeah. like um, one's like 12 inches long and the other one's a bit smaller but it's like no the, there's not 12 inches it's, it's 8 inches okay okay well yeah, yeah. I'm hyping up my, <laughs> my beautiful fish but um they are like way too big for the tank they're meant to be in like either a giant aquarium or yeah. in a pond outside right, right. so like ultimately there's nothing i can do to like make the the environment optimal for them but i'm gonna i'm doing my best like i'm like battling every day i'm going to the pet store and buying like you know new filters and shit because you have to it's, it's very it's very Wait, how often though um i've probably spent like 200 bucks and like i've made like four <laughs> or five trips to the pet store um, but I think I'm good now. I think I have what I need, and <laughs> I think the fish are happier. Like I'm feeding them shrimp, and like yeah, yeah. they eat broccoli. They eat everything we eat. It's weird. Oh really? Yeah, like they eat everything. They're like they're not so they're not not your normal little you know guppies or whatever. Yeah, because like beasts, we, I've had man. goldfish, and you just pay you just feed them a little like um what they call pellets or something like that. Oh, these things, yeah, like um and like the little one, he's like doesn't have scales. Yeah, he like got sick obviously, and. uh so I'm like I'm just like I'm so happy he's eating now he's eating real food and he's like swimming around I'm oh like, wicked yeah so it's like it's, it's how, do you, how do you know he's sick did you bring him to the pet store and be like or? you can just tell like by their behavior you know like the one kind of moves around a lot more confidently and this one's like super skittish and scared and like you can see he's like he's just looks sickly you know right. so like they're better now but like I can't anyways it's uh it's a whole can of worms that I've opened but I'm gonna try and find him a new home soon but I'm getting, I'm getting attached to him I'm like I haven't named him yet. I'm like, should I name them? And I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to get rid of them. But, anyway. but so. I, I thought you, I thought you're married to them. You're, you're looking to find them a new home, or well, just because the to upgrade to uh, the conditions that they would need. It's like, and Kate's like, she's like, she loves them now too. She's like, you have you have to keep them. I'm like, um, I do you realize like how much it costs in terms of actual dollars and my time to like yeah. just with their current situation. Yeah. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, it's a whole hobby, right? And like. To get a, a nice big, you know, three hundred gallon aquarium for them, um, it's probably like f with all the equipment and, uh, you know, it's probably like three four thousand dollars. Oh, shoot, I actually have a friend that's uh, is it? Are they saltwater fish or freshwater? Oh, okay, never mind. He's really big into saltwater fish. He has this giant tank. He's got like sharks and all sorts of bizarre things. I I guess that's probably not. Well, I put it on Kijiji because I was I was just gonna you know test the waters. Yeah. And uh, well, kind of literally testing the water.
water. So I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I want to make sure that they're like, it's a good, it's a good setup for these fish, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh, uh, like I'll give them away. They're probably worth some money, but I'll give them away as long as I know they're going to a good home, you know? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, long, yeah. you know, so I'm like, I got, I got like five responses in like five minutes. Oh really? Because they're pretty rare and they're expensive. So I, yeah, I, I put them on Kijiji for free. And it was like, good for you, man. Yeah. So well, I'm for anyone, for anyone listening, I, like I said, the pictures I was looking at was just murky. It looked like the the toilet water. I, I kid you not. It looked like toilet water. It's something you see and two inches. And these, like like Simon said, these are large fish. Um, yeah. Definitely larger than the aquarium, and they were just. I don't know how they're surviving. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying to equate what it would be like for a human. Um, because we breathe the air, it'd almost be like, I wouldn't even say stuffing us in a bathroom. Maybe we're like stuffing us in a bathroom stall and just like yeah, exa- there. exactly. Like they could they couldn't it, swim anywhere. It's, yeah. And and even with all the filtered, you know, the filters and the the conditions you improve for them. I mean, the tank was too small. Like they apparently grow like an inch or two a month or something crazy. So, anyways, that's my my new thing. And I'm going back tonight. I got to change their water and like. Oh, I was going to say, one of the things, if you think it's tough now, you haven't had, well, I guess you had to clean it. Well, that's, that's a constant, that's a constant battle from what I remember as a child that. Yeah. And, and massive pain in the ass. And it is especially so in this case, because they're, they're just messier fish and they're too big for their tank. So that you have to, I have to clean it more frequently than I would if they were small right. fish. Right. So maybe get us some of those little bottom feeders to like, oh yeah. Oh, I just like, I stopped spending money on these things. It's like, <laughs> But um, yeah. Well, so. good for you, man. I'm I'm glad you were able to rescue them. Well, now I can't eat fish anymore either, because like these are my, these are my <laughs> friends. Like, oh I, no. Like, oh, I'm trying to go vegan anyways, but like I I, <laughs> I, I ruined fish for myself now. Like that was like my you know I like a, have like a fillet of fish to treat myself once in a while. I get some salmon or whatever, and now I'm like these things have personality, man. Like they're, like they're, what my little homies the one. He's so cute. He's like hi. He's always like hiding like you know eyeing me oh, up shit. or whatever. I'm like I can't eat you. I can't eat your your brother anymore. Like <laughs> you taste good, but like. No, you, have a, you have a very interesting association to animals. I mean, like, if I was eating a steak and you put, you know, say the cow's information in front of me, like, oh, this is this was Betsy, and she lived a long, happy life until, you know, you threw in there. Yeah, I, I mean, that would give me pause. But the way I see it, I don't know if anyone's seen the old Simpsons, but it was the episode where um, Lisa goes vegetarian, and she just she keeps picturing her head this little cute little lamb. And every time she's like trying to cut in this lamb, it's like a, a slice coming out of the lamb there. And yeah, well, that, well, honestly, that's a really good um, way to to um, um, summarize it too, because that's I think the major issue. And we've you know I think we've um, no pun intended beat this horse to death already. <laughs> but um, in, in our previous episode on animal rights and welfare, but it's a disconnect, right? So so it's um, and and. For me, that was that was how I first originally became vegetarian was seeing those things, and you're not really able to unsee them, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, I can't justify eating pigs and cows anymore and chickens, but fish, whatever, you know, they don't feel that much pain, they're not that smart, no big deal, right? So I could justify that, and yeah. then I made friends with some fish, <laughs> and now I'm like, these things definitely feel pain. They definitely have personalities. They have their little family. Like the one like falls the other one around and stuff. Yeah. So again, now I've now that I've seen that, I can't unsee that. And for me, it's like, as much as I crave that that fish burger, still, I'm like, well, is that little bit of extra pleasure worth? You know, um, even though you're disconnected from it, you know that when you order that fish burger or when you order that steak, yeah, 
that is what's happening. That sweet cow that you would actually grow attached to and has a family and, and all that stuff had to die so you could eat that. I've always, I've always so. wondered about farmers, yeah, because if you get attached to animals, which they can quite easily, it, I could see it being difficult. But since we're already on the topic, I guess I, I should probably follow up on their, our, our animal rights episode. For there. sure. Um, for anyone who wasn't listening, Simon, we started off the episode with Simon showing me this very horrific, uh, very graphic, but very honest video of um, animal slaughterhouses and um, factory farming practices. And while in 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 theory I, I do support Simon, I, I guess it wasn't enough for me to say switch over to become um, um, a vegetarian or vegan or give it up altogether. However, shortly after, the timing just happened to be kind of um, at the same time. I had a, a friend, uh, surprisingly, I don't know if anyone's from Alberta listening to this, but Alberta loves their beef. We're kind of a Texas country where, you know, we like these traditional displays of, you know, protein power, all that kind of stuff. I mean, Simon over here is a large hockey player, so I mean, as, as far as stereotypes go, we're breaking a lot of those. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, he, he sent me this, this documentary. It's called um, The Game Changers. Yeah. And it was, it went from not a, a animal rights or, or a moralistic kind of, um, uh, I guess, argument. It was athletes. We mm-hmm. got Olympians. You got MMA fighters. You got uh, one of the world's strongest guys in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's all their story about how they actually live a plant-based diet mm-hmm. as athletes, and um, and you know I, I I do enjoy exercising. I enjoy I exercise quite frequently, whether it's you know calisthenics, running weights and whatnot. And so it, this one spoke out to me, and it was a bit of a tipping point for me. It's not it, it's not it wasn't enough no offense about your animal rights and the morality behind it, but it was on top of all that, it was just like, well, you can also improve your performance. You can live longer. Okay, now I got I got a little bit more that's convincing me over. And I've actually started um, the Meatless Monday thing. Nice. I've been trying to, or at least one, once a week. I, I, yeah. I, the Meatless Monday is a little bit strict, and that, I think that was started by Arnold or promoted at least by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And... It's it's hilarious as you watch the video. You've probably seen it now, but as you get to the end of this documentary, it's and I hope I'm not spoiling a big surprise. But then you see Arnold, and it's like, you know, Arnold, he's the big proponent of like meat and everything, and he was he was saying, you know, oh, I used to buy into the whole protein and meat and the kind of the manliness, yeah, kind of, and he's just like, it's all marketing, it's Ooh. all just marketing, because you got world class athletes, Olympians gold medalists MMA fighters some of the toughest bastards out there and they live a plant-based diet it's not even just like vegetarianism I mean and if anyone doesn't know the distinction vegetarianism would allow you to eat things like cheese and eggs Mm -hmm. these 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 guys are straight-up vegans and they still found a way to consume enough protein and um, excel better than athletes that uh, consume a meat-based diet and from what I understand especially as athletes it's a huge process of healing oh yeah constantly healing and exerting yeah. yourself you yeah. have to heal you use up your muscles you're constantly healing and 
in the documentary they show that actually you know things like red meat inflame your in joints inflammation. yeah there's exactly. a lot of inflammation yeah. but anyone that goes on a plant-based diet actually does the opposite so yeah a little update from our, our conversation i've definitely wanted to apply a lot more you know um plants into my diet and whatnot but yeah well, it's interesting you mentioned that too because um i i in in hindsight after the episode i i, I think we focused a lot on the um on the because you know veganism encompasses diet mainly um but to be a vegan you also don't or you don't purchase other products that are made from animals so leather shoes um um is one example for some reason i can't think of more but there are there are thousands of other examples that i'm sure other people can think of but um what about violins <laughs> horse hair right and um so that that's where it gets interesting because a lot of you know and i don't know if we want to go down that rabbit hole right now but um, I'm glad you brought that up because we didn't um, I don't think we dedicated enough time to the dietary side of it because for me uh, obviously the the driving force is the ethics and the animal welfare aspect but the the nice thing about veganism is there's really other than the 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 habits we've developed um, the convenience as our culture or society is currently designed there's really only benefits like only positives like is it because it, it very well could be the case that you know hypothetically for example that animals animal uh, nutrition was say healthier for you than plant nutrition right but it was at the same time still a horror show and ethically unacceptable um, so then you're at a bit of a conflict of interest there, right? Because then you have mm. to sacrifice your health for the sake of the animals. Yeah. Luckily, you know, for this for this whole movement, not only is it um, better for the animals, better for trillions of animals uh, to not have to suffer and die for our pleasure, but it's also across the board healthier to eat a vegan diet, as, as you were talking about. And I want to say a couple more things about that, just my general understanding of the dietary side of things. But then there's another component, the environmental aspect. Yeah. And I think we talked a bit about that, but in terms of the amount of deforestation that is done to grow crops that are fed then to the animals in large amounts that we could very well just feed to people, those those plants. Yeah, so it's yeah. a very inefficient use of resources. Um, Having said that, though, I mean, like the tofu and avocado and those kind of industries aren't exactly in innocent either. Those right. So... And, and, and yes, that's true. But the idea of veganism is not to eliminate harm, right? It's to reduce it as much as possible. Yeah. So we and and that's a very valid argument. And it, but I would say that I, I wouldn't say it's an argument. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Well, no, it, 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 it's it's there. a valid point, and it's, 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 it's I would say it's it's um it's parallel. It's a, it's it's a separate. It's and, just something something they got to work on. That's all I want to leave. For it sure, at. no, it's for sure, I agree. I 100 percent agree. Because avocados associated with a healthy yoga that kind of fitness movement but i mean they're being imported fossil the way fuels. the way that yeah the way that avocados are extracted is not it's not very fair it's not fair trade it's not right it's, it's but it's a very trendy product um you know for for people that want to live the that sort of lifestyle but I, I won't i won't go naming names but yeah i just wanted to point yeah. that out as well so, so yeah it's, it's not perfect but it's you know and yeah i'm yeah, but then back to the diet thing. So, um, 
for me, it was always confusing because I, I didn't study nutrition in, in university. Um, I studied uh, biochemistry and metabolism. Um, and so for me, I never really delved into the nutrition science aspect. But I had a very thorough understanding of our new, our, the way our body functions, right? Because um, to understand metabolism and biotechnology, you have to understand what are the building blocks of life? How do they fit together? How do they um, work? Where do they come from? All of that is very relevant and important. So for me, it was always interesting because I would look at, as you said, you know, the, the, the marketing um, and this cultural norm that you need to eat meat to get protein, right? Mm. And for me, I understood it. I came at it from a, a, just a more of a um, base um, scientific perspective where I was like, okay, what is protein? Protein is made of amino acids. So there's mm -hmm. 20 different amino acids. We know that. 10 of which are called essential amino acids, which means they can't be synthesized by your body on its own. So you have to obtain those amino acids from food sources, right? Mm. So what then it comes down to what foods contain those essential and even the non-essential amino acids and in what proportion, right? So yes, animal tissue has a higher percentage of protein per gram say than the average fruit and vegetable but if you look at the nutritional profile of of, of a plant-based diet to me it was like and i ate meat at this time um to me it was like okay well i'm, I'm either missing something here uh, on the nutrition science side of things right or this is all bullshit you know what we're being told is 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 for whatever reason um not true and and then as i learned more about it it was like no i was right that that it really is as simple as it sounds i was gonna say uh simple i mean yeah it, so so protein is protein protein is protein and yeah. and again so then how much protein do you need in a day so the average person who's not going to the gym um i think for a girl it's 20 30 grams for a guy that's it yeah it's wow. 30, 30 40 grams for a weightlifting guy intensive training you can probably up that another 10 grams maybe 20 that, so well i mean <laughs> bodybuilders would argue with you i i think the the little formula goes i mean it's a dated formula but it's for every pound you are you have a, a gram of a protein right that but to me that 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 i i've heard and i, I don't I, i'm not an expert on this so i'm not making any claims either way well okay so i've I'll, I'll tell you i've been working out you know i've been exercising all sorts of different kinds of exercise and at one point i was weightlifting heavily and in order to gain you know some you know muscle and I'm about 150 or so, I think. Um, to be honest, I haven't even had to weigh myself in a long time just because um, of my or my regimen. But if I did, you know, 100 and say 50 grams of protein, that would be way more than I need. Right. At 100, I was already still, you know, gaining strength. I was healing properly. I was increasing my performance, gaining muscle mass and all that kind of stuff. So... 
I, I mean, I hundred. I, I wouldn't say you were saying from 20 to 30. In, term, in, in terms of maintenance, no, I, that, that one I'm actually fairly yeah. confident about. In terms of actual just ma- maintaining um, a healthy a healthy body, you don't need more than 30, 40 grams on a daily basis. But for weight training, that might be different. Yeah, I was going to say for athletes, I mean, athletes sure. have to consume quite a bit. And I mean, and anyone listening, especially um, people who are doing yoga, they're trying to stay, I hate this word, but um, what's it called? Not cut, uh, toned. Toned. Yeah, yeah. If you say tone in a gym, you'll, you'll piss off a lot of <laughs> people that actually exercise. But, yeah, people that try to stay toned, or they'll, they'll reduce their protein or they'll do that kind of stuff. It's I, I hear what you're saying, but if you're, for example, if you are exercising frequently and you're doing, say, yoga quite a bit or you're running quite a bit, I would I would say a little higher than maybe 30. Sure, and, and, and even if that's the case, it, it's, it's – um, you can't really have too much protein. I mean – um, yeah, your body will just waste. It will just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. and so let's take the um, the highest end of the scale. Say it is a gram per pound. So for me, that you know, 200, 200 grams of protein a day is difficult, um, and probably more difficult on a vegan diet. Yeah. But it's absolutely not. It, it, it's it's um, it's doable, and it's doable without the downsides of having to eat that much meat right because and we should tell everybody like i said earlier you play hockey quite frequently and i'm assuming it hasn't really impacted or it might even have improved your performance i mean i haven't noticed any difference honestly in my in terms of like people i i hear stories of oh my energy is so much better and this and that for me i mean people score on you all the time anyway right exactly terrible no no, i play i play i play a lot of (laughs) sports and i i try and like i mean i'm generally pretty active guy like I swim I run um, I try and lift weights I, I would lift weights a lot more if I didn't have um, this neck issue I'm dealing with but mm-hmm. in any case um, I personally haven't really I don't really notice a difference in any direction I find that as long as I'm getting you know 50 grams of protein a day and I'm getting a balanced nutritional diet I feel the same regardless of where I'm getting where I'm whether I'm getting that from animal or plant based. The only difference I do notice is I feel more lethargic. I feel more sick and bloated and and kind of lazy when I when I'm eating more dairy and more meat. And I can still exercise and stuff, but I just don't feel as good. But I don't think that relates to you know. I think that's just there's other aspects there, right? If you 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 can get so if you're getting everything you need, but you're also getting a whole bunch of stuff that you don't want it's worse than if you're just getting everything you need, right? I don't know. Mm, uh, Interesting. So I never thought of it that way. To be honest, I thought of it differently, which is kind of a a nonsense way of thinking, but it's a bodybuilder way of thinking from when I was younger. Um, And it's just to to consume as much, you know, calories and and protein and carbs as you can. And And that's why you always end up with, you know, guys in the gym who are just, balloon shaped and, yeah, and, and are they healthy like that's the thing you can be you can be incredibly strong but you can have clogged arteries or you could have all sorts of other exactly. problems uh, it's a combination of I don't know if you're familiar with the Adonis complex I mean you get certain people that just for example anorexia these people are you know they're skeleton like but for some reason in their mind they, they can't see it and it's yeah. the same it can go it can go in the entirely opposite direction and you get guys who just don't kind of know their limit they don't they're not concerned about functional strength anymore. They're just like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to get as big as possible. And combine that with the old bodybuilder mentality of just consume as much as you can and fill up those yeah. muscles. Like, 
you know you're filling a balloon with water it's yeah it's kind of demented yeah and 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 and, you know you brought up game changers i haven't seen that but from what i understand and you know not not necessarily just about the documentary but about um plant-based nutrition in general it's like for me it was a no-brainer it was like okay well yeah Mm -hmm. it it does it it, again it kind of goes back to the um just the way our society is right now in terms of convenience if you're you know out and about it's hard to go find a vegan meal at fast food restaurants of course but generally you want to be staying away from that food anyways and that means cooking at home which means cooking what you want to cook cooking from raw ingredients and if you're doing that you're already putting in the effort to plan your meals and you're organizing your nutrition that way so Mm -hmm. i don't see that as a big step at all um well it's a step for sure for for non-vegans you know to go from that to like a completely plant-based diet i get it that's going to be an adaptation but um i think there's well that and that's why arnold arnold schwarzenegger was promoting um the meatless monday try out just one day a week where you you just do a plant-based diet you know try out some new recipes it'd be fun and for the rest of the week you don't have to make such a, a harsh adjustment and i think and and this is a little selfish like i mentioned before it wasn't enough that there was a lot of animals suffering i mean obviously it definitely made me can reconsider let me grab me one as well it definitely made me reconsider and, and it, it made me start thinking but what really you know pushed me over the tip was um that yeah it's for my own health for my own diet it's it's selfish as it sounds that's what it took for me and so yeah like the meatless monday thing i think is a good transition for a lot of people i mean for sure and i love that i'm like for me it's like same with the the whole beyond meat thing i don't Mm -hmm. i'm not a big fan of like meat substitutes uh, for just from what i want to eat but I see the utility there in terms of getting people who are traditionally meat eaters to, to try plant-based alternatives. So in the same way, I would say trans, you know, a trans- transition thing, a meatless Monday or a Veganuary type thing. I'm all for it. <laughs> Veganuary. Oh, it's a thing. It's a huge oh, thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Is yeah. that what January? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It, it makes sense too, just with yeah, the timing yeah. of resolutions and stuff, right? But um, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, like I, I'm a fan of that. I would always advocate you know, f- more and faster change just because I, I see it from, I, I can't help but see it from a perspective of this is a moral travesty that's going on right now. Yeah. And it's like, and every day that goes by, there's just like so much suffering that it's like, I would say like, we need to try and move faster, but I get that things take time. So, and for me too, I'm, you know, like you, I, I'm well, not, like you're I'm saying, not whatever, a, whatever, whatever means it gets to the, to the goal, whatever it takes to get to the goal. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I, I hear you. And like I said, this is an an excellent an excellent video to watch. I guess I thought you had watched it, but for anyone, I'll just give a quick idea. Like I said, there was um, a guy I believe in Romania. He was considered you know one of the world's strongest bodybuilders, weightlifter, whatever. He's you know one of those guys you see pulling trucks, mm-hmm. and he's had a completely um, plant based diet. And I think this was from the start too. Yeah. Or really early on, it's not like he made the transition. It wasn't like oh, he got really big and then, you know, now he's switching over and he's already developed all the muscle he's already developed. No, it's, it's from what I understand, he had this kind of diet from the start and he's still able to become, you know, one of the strongest guys out there. So, I mean, anyone who's associating this whole, like, you know, oorah kind of, you know, protein mm-hmm. image, maybe it's time to kind of take a bit of a change. And like I said, near the end, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger was saying, he was a poster boy for meat, for, you know, testosterone, aggression, and all that kind of stuff, which was very associated with, you know, bodybuilding. And he's, like, saying, no, it's it's all wrong. It was, it was marketing from the meat industry. And there was actually another football player, I believe, for the Titans. Um, and so he, for whatever reason now, I forget, he started off as he ended up transitioning into a plant-based diet and his wife is a chef and so she was you know along on board and and especially with football players they deal with more injury than anyone else they're they're constantly crashing up against each other so it's important to get protein and i don't know if if you mentioned this earlier simon but protein is not just to make your muscles bigger which my mother would always confuse protein helps you heal and anytime you do any form of exercise you need to heal from that you might not feel it it might not seem that way that but that's your body recovering and so proteins are you know the building blocks to re- to recovery yeah and and the reason for that is just to shed some light on the on the um i guess the molecular aspect there so mm-hmm. we kind of i think common knowledge is well protein is where our muscles are made of um but as you're alluding to there protein is like actually it's the most functional um subunit in our in our um in our biological makeup so there's there's fats there's sugars there's nucleic acids and there's protein there's four okay those are our basic building blocks of all life so fats fat is um it's a an energy it's a high energy storage molecule um they all kind of have their functions even though they're not all very specifically defined but protein actually has the most um dynamic and important function Mm. because all of our enzymes are proteins so those are catalyzing chemical reactions in our body Um, all of the basically all of the motors all the little so like our cells they have all these things that are like functional and they're they're sets of nucleic acids and there'll be little like rotor shaped things or a little funnel shaped thing that fits into our cells and do different things. So the actual like um, uh, busy work molecule, functional molecules are the proteins. So it's not just for muscle at at all. They are incredibly, so the recovery aspect, the recovery is more of a macro representation of, if if you're missing, if you're low on proteins, if you're not getting your essential nucleic acids, amino acids, sorry, then your body's gonna have to make sacrifices somewhere in terms of your metabolism. And, you know, so you won't, it's hard to, you know, you're not gonna die, you're not gonna be sick, but you're gonna right. feel tired because, or because you're, you're missing something or you're not gonna recover as fast because your body just can't prioritize building these molecules at this given time. Right. So that's kind of just the, the micro well, level. And that's why it's, it's kind of funny, but people that are trying to lose weight, um, those, what do they call them, those insure, those, those morning meal substitutes that's yeah, what yeah. they call them are actually protein shakes that it's say a bodybuilder would go after as well it's it's the same it's the same formula but um but yeah anyways um the football player they they go through a lot of injuries on a day-to-day basis so they need to consume a lot of protein and so he started this uh this athlete started his vegan diet i believe it's a vegan plant-based diet anyways mm-hmm. and um Next thing you know, his, his, I think it was more than half of the Titans were spending, you know, a good amount of days 
on a plant-based diet and this is a competitive NFL you know high-level team and they're they're and they're consuming a plant-based diet yeah. I can't say all of them are um, and not a hundred percent but a lot of them started to um, substitute started to transition at least or yeah. at least kind of yeah substitute the diet and yeah and I think the part of the problem is and so and we talked about this in the past that it's um, nutrition science it's surprising to me at least that it's something so fundamental to human health but yet it's something we we don't have a, uh, a really firm grasp on and I think there are reasons for that the two main reasons I think are our body is just incredibly complicated and metabolism and, and, and health is so complicated in humans that it's 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 so hard to make blanket statements because every there's so many variables that, that impact each other um, second reason I think is cultural and is you know we have industries that once they get big enough they kind of take hold and they use their economic power their lobbying power to um, create norms right and and steer people away from changing into things that are empirically better and healthier so that's something i think you, you you're there's a good example you made there in terms of we're learning through process of elimination that mm -hmm. to be an nfl player <laughs> it's it is slightly more optimal to eliminate animals from your diet because um they're leaner they're more nutrient dense they are they are and they can be just as high in protein so that was kind of um going back to our earlier point about amount of protein you need in a day you know even if, if you if you, if you need 200 grams in a day that's still doable on a plant-based diet and i think it's important that we try and take a step back and like and look at it in more of a simpler way so like you know I, there are there aren't a lot of things we can say for sure about nutrition. We, we can say that, you know, we know sh a lot of sugar is bad, yeah. right? We know a lot of trans fats and processed sodium. fats are bad. Sodium, yeah. exactly. Those are kind of what salt. We, the average person knows. Yeah, don't eat a ton of salt. Don't eat a ton of sugar. But beyond that, there's like so many different theories, right? You have your keto diets and your this and that. And for me, again, I kind of just like, I choose to look at it from more of a, a fundamental level where I'm like, okay, well, what does our body need to survive? We need minerals, we need vitamins, right? Uh -huh. Where are those found? They're, they're most often, and they can be found in meat as well, absolutely, but they're, where, do the, where does the meat originally get those from? True, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. They're all getting it from plants, so. They're getting it from, yeah. um, So, and, and, and. Actually, I gotta interrupt you. That's a hilarious point that you brought up because one of the guys, the, the bodybuilder, the, the world-class weightlifter, his, his point was just like, People say I'm strong as an ox, yeah. and an ox or a bull is a very powerful thing. He said, "Bulls eat bulls are are uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're herbivores. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like so this this whole idea that you need to consume other things to be more powerful is yeah. kind of a yeah, definitely. Um, so I yeah I, I kind of look at it from a more simpler perspective where it's like, well, what do we need? We need, you know." 50 to 100 grams of protein in a day. Yeah. We need X amount of vitamin E, A, B, C, D. You, I don't even know. Because the, the nice thing is, if you eat well enough, you just do a, do a basic like surface level look at what the nutritional profile of is of like various foods, right? Yeah. So 
what you know broccoli we know it's a very nutrient dense food you know like um for vegetarians and vegans um, dark green leafy vegetables are very important because iron uh we you don't iron is is less common in other vegetables so it's like once you can understand those basics it's not hard in a in a given day at least for me because i do a smoothie in the morning um i eat a ton of vegetables every day so i can just kind of alternate those vegetables i and this is kind of a long and drawn out way of saying i think we need to like just simplify things a bit look at it from a more macro perspective as we like to do on zoom up podcast <laughs> and it's like okay we know whole grains are good right we know low fat high protein foods are good yeah. we know vegetables and fruits are good eat all eat a bunch of that every day yeah, right yeah, yeah. and then you don't have to think like oh did, did, did i get exactly if you're eating if you're just kind of in the back of your mind you're thinking did i eat a few different kinds of vegetables today that I eat a few different kinds of protein today yeah. I guarantee you you're gonna be hitting your minimums you're gonna be hitting what you oh, need sure. without yeah, yeah. without having to plan your meals out and be have to eat, you don't even have to eat vitamins I mean like you'd get everything you need right from the food I mean it's always better yeah, to get absolutely it's always better to get it from whole foods and whatnot 100% yeah I think there's an there's another like you said it's a it's a bit of a cultural thing too though when it comes to eating meat it's almost like uh, devouring someone else is kind of like a competitive way of, um, you know, like a, a carnivore, like a T-Rex eating a smaller animal. It's, it's, a, it's a very masculine way of looking at things. And I think that's where I, I, I think where this image of eating meat kind of is still perpetuated in. Right. I, and don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I don't want to be too much of a hypocrite. I still I am still eating meat right now. Um, but I'm I'm trying to reduce it, and, and no offense, dude, <laughs> it's not so much for the moral reasons as I've I've said you know three or four times now. Um, I I stand with you moralistically or, or or on your your moral point, but it's just not something I feel as strongly as you do about it. But I mean now that we're talking about improvements in you know performance and. In, in game changers, they're talking about you know sexual performance as well. If if, if anyone if, if that's what your motivation is, whatever it takes <laughs> you to get there. If you want to be better in bed, they're also saying it helps you know. Yeah, and I, I, I would I would echo that right now. <laughs> whatever helps you get, get you there, absolutely. Um, maybe we should we maybe we should call up uh, a Kate on air here. <laughs> get, get, <laughs> get her get, test. get get her comment. Oh, your your sexual prowess. Or be good at feedback for sure. <laughs> it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, Listen, man, I got I gotta I gotta hit the washroom here. All right. Um, these beers are pouring through me here. Um, we will be back. Yeah, take a break. <laughs>